Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here from an undisclosed location, recording not out of the Greenlight Network studio, but recording nonetheless. With us, as always, is Achilles Rain to get in to NFL Week 4. Are you ready to get into the NFL Week, Achilles? Oh, yeah, man. Listen, I'm really I'm upset with myself that I had to make you and uh, wifey uh, record during your vacation. But, you know, we got to talk football. We have to. That's correct. We definitely do got to talk football. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about Thursday's night game. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of action other than the Tua situation, which I think just sort of compounded itself and sort of snowballed into a bad to worse situation. You know, they, they told us it was a back injury. Both you and I were pretty dubious along the uh, rest of the world. And then he got dropped on his head one more time. Uh, his whole body sort of seized up there and it was not a, a great look. So, um, you know, after that, basically, even though the Dolphins were leading uh, for a little bit, I, I think the result was pretty de- predetermined. Even uh, before that, it, it was sort of a scheduling loss for the Dolphins, having to play you know back-to-back weeks, Baltimore, then Buffalo, then short week, go to Cincinnati. But uh, what did you make of the game and uh, you know the Tua situation? You know they already said he's okay at traveling back with the team. I hope they at least give him one week. <laughs> you know off uh but nonetheless what'd you make of the thursday game uh, first off i, I want to start off by saying you know it's really unfortunate the Tua injury uh you know we saw last week i think anybody who has a set of eyes had pretty much come to the conclusion that last week was a concussion i know they called it a back injury but it looked like a concussion to the average fan uh, then you lead into this week you're talking about a short week going up against a team i know that the Bengals are struggling but we, we all kind of assumed that eventually they would get it together. They have looked better over the last couple of weeks, uh, which is good for them. But, you know, Tua, after that injury, a short week going up against a pretty aggressive defense. Uh, and, you know, ultimately it didn't turn out well for him or the Dolphins. Uh, but, you know, I had a I had a few bets on this Dolphins team. Uh, obviously, this was prior to uh, knowing about Tua's situation. I don't think anyone knew it was going to happen back-to-back. But yeah. uh, I think that if Tua would have – remained in that game I, I think the Dolphins cover the spread well yeah uh me and you both because uh you know I, I thought the Bengals would win but that line climbed you know up to four and a half and I, I just thought that was too much and the game was playing out just that way uh you know basically until the two a situation happened so you know and, and you painted yourself into a corner because you couldn't say he was okay and, and then scratch him for Thursday's game with like a head injury or anything and so you painted yourself into a corner were forced to play him and then you know it, it it's a little bit unlucky that he gets dropped on his head you know one more time but also that's sort of the risk you put yourself in when you put a concussed guy basically back into the game on Sunday and then put him in on on Thursday and we talked about it a a little bit on a recap show where it it just looked like the Dolphins were trying to win regular season games and this is what you get when you try to win regular season games there was no reason for him to play that game especially after the win at Buffalo there was no reason so you're three and one you're three and one anyway and now your quarterback 
might be out another week, maybe two weeks, depending on what they do. But it, it, well, just... it, it almost feels like they're forced, like their hands been forced now to keep them out for, I mean, I would say at least more, at least two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really just all, you know, a, a product of them deciding to play him again this, uh, this, this Thursday. Uh, and not not to mention the fact that they brought him back into that game against Buffalo after that first injury. So um, very unfortunate, uh, and, and especially for me because uh, uh, I've got two on my fantasy league, and I had a lot of money on the on the Dolphins. Yeah, and you just you, you know I, I think Wentworth said it best. If if you watch the Prime Show afterwards, you you sort of got to take it out of the players' hands. Uh, at, and you can't ask him, are you okay? Because the answer is going to be yes, 98% of the time. You mix that with sort of the Dolphins season, and then, you know, not many people are saying it, but Tua didn't get that fifth-year option picked up. So basically, he's a free agent at the end of this year, and it has to cross his mind each time he has a good game and puts up numbers. That's probably an extra two or three million, either from the Dolphins or somebody else that's going to give him a big long-term contract. So he's not about to pull himself out of a game if he sees a situation where he can make himself look better either. Now, really quick, I know I don't want to. I know we're not trying to spend too much time on this game, but uh, you know, one thing I did want to mention is. Uh, on social media, I've seen a, a huge backlash against the Dolphins organization, the NFL, uh, and the head coach. I'm okay with the backlash towards the NFL. I'm okay yeah. with the backlash towards the organization. But I think the head coach gets a little bit of a preview he, because – just listen to what the doctor says. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a first-year first year head coach in the new system. He's a young guy. You know, he hasn't had the experience to, to – because you're exactly right. At that point, it's out of the player's hands. You know, you have to watch out for the safety. It just goes to show you that there's still a lot of loops and holes in the system that they put in place uh, for uh, player protection because they're supposed to have independent, uh, you know, referees or whatever it is or doctors that are monitoring all players. Um, and if they see anybody that looks like they could have had a head injury, they pull them out. Uh, so it, it, we had failure from just about every uh, uh, level of um, uh, – management in that game whether it's you know medical professionals or league league professional whatever it's there was definitely a failure so there's holes that have to be fixed but uh hopefully tool makes a quick recovery and we can get him back soon yeah all right let's get into the games and uh let's start out across the pond in london our first london game and we send them the best we can the minnesota vikings new orleans saints uh Jameis is out because he's either hurt or sucks. It's, I, I think, sort of in, in between uh, one on that one. Uh, Michael Thomas is also out. Uh, Vikings come in. Uh, looks like Cook will be back. But uh, uh, Saints are two. I, I had two and a half, but I think it's up to four and a half with the uh, injury news uh, now. So uh, what do you make of this Vikings-Saints game in London? I I, I like the Saints in this one, but, you know, I, I'd like it a whole lot more if, if it was in New Orleans. But I, I just think uh, – I, I do think it's a little bit of an upgrade getting Dalton, Dalton in there. You're, I, I think he'll be a little bit more uh, – controlled and just let your defense take over i think camara will be more involved uh so i like the saints in this one even if it isn't uh in uh the superdome but uh what do you make of this uh viking saints game 
Man, I was. I wish I was as confident as you are. I, I was a little torn when I was looking at this game. At first, my head was leaning towards the Vikings because of that explosive offense. Cook is going to be back. And then I remembered that I put money on the Vikings a couple of weeks ago, and I remember how that turned out. So uh, this, this is my favorite Jekyll and Hyde team, the Minnesota Vikings. And we just don't know which Viking team we're going to get. You know, yeah. they, they have all the pretty weapons. They have all the nice-looking toys, but – you know, you don't always get to play with them the right way, so it doesn't work out all the time. And as you mentioned, I, I do like the fact that they're, uh, you know, Winston's not playing. He's hurt. I don't know. He's been playing bad, uh, <laughs> needless to say. So whether he's hurt or not, uh, he hasn't been performing. Bringing Dalton, yeah, I know what we what we get from Dalton. Everyone knows what we're going to get from Dalton, but we don't know what we're going to get from Dalton in this system. Yeah. So it's still good for this organization to see where he stands. Um uh, and like I said last week, I think that this thing, this opens things up for, for Taysom. It, it, it kind of opens up the playbook for him more to be able to use him more as a decoy. Um, I know that some people are calling for him to be the, the starter, but I just think he's better served in the role that he plays, which is that decoy quarterback, running back, receiver spot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think I think I like the I think I like the Saints in this game uh, just because I don't know what Vikings team we're gonna get, uh, and just because of that, I don't have many plays for this one. I think I only have one play in this game, um, and that's Dalvin Cook coming back. And I got Dalvin Cook anytime touchdown uh, at plus 100. So that's pretty much the only play I've got. On that yeah, um, I, I should say I, I sort of. I went away from a lot of the parlays this week and sort of uh, made a lot of my player props just straight up bets. So there are a lot more sort of straight up player props uh, just straight than parlays. I, I don't know if I got lazy or I was probably when we were doing our, I was doing our checks and going over wins and losses. There were a bunch in there that were like one out of two, two out of three. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, I'm done with this. So uh, I mentioned, I thought Kamara might play a little bit better with Jameis Winston. Cause if you look the last uh, two years, when Jameis has been in and Kamara has been in, Kamara's not played as well. And then when Taysom Hill or Drew Brees or is in the game, Kamara's a little bit better. Uh, so I, I got a bunch of Kamara stuff. Anytime touchdown plus 130. Uh, receiving yards over 29 and a half. I also have an alternate line of receiving yards at 50 plus at plus 390 uh, for 125 on that one. And then rushing room receiving yards over 86 and a half at uh, 125 on that one. So I got those. And, and then I got. Our always favorite uh, Kirk Cousins interception at uh, even money at plus 100 of 125 on that. And then I'm going to put 250 on the Saints at plus three and a half. So uh, I did notice a, a little bit of a change, though, uh, going through the interception lines. Uh, our, our favorite quarterbacks that we've been taking, uh, they seem to got juiced up a little bit this week. So uh, I, I noticed a lot more like minus 200s on a handful of our guys that we had been milking uh, for the interceptions this week yeah and that was kind of expected right i mean you know it's almost like in baseball you got those uh those nerfies don't run first innings uh they they hit pretty well in the beginning of the season but as soon as teams start catching on those those uh lines start to shift a little bit and then you don't get as good odds but uh it was expected uh, i tell you what i don't have one in this game because uh they've got two pretty good running backs featured but one bet that i've kind of liked uh making over the last couple of weeks and i haven't really talked about it a lot uh uh one of one of the uh, sportsbook apps that I use has uh, the shortest touchdown bet 
and it, it's always at one and a half. Yeah. And uh, I've hit quite a few of those already, so uh, I'm probably going to ride on a couple of those this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the uh, next game. Chargers versus Texans. Uh, this one sits uh, around five and a half to, uh, you know, six here. Keenan Allen out again. Uh I, Herbert's going to play. Um, you know, Slater's going to be out for the year now. Um, you know, Bosa's going to be out for a, a handful of weeks. So it, it's a little hard to judge this game. I, I didn't end up taking a, a spread play on this because I, I just thought it was too much from what we've seen from the Chargers. Uh, but I, I didn't really want to grab the Texans here because this is sort of do or die uh, for the Chargers right now. Uh, I don't think they can afford to lose uh, this kind, of, this game here, or this season's going to sort of tailspin really, really quick. So I got no play on the Chargers at, at five and a half. I got a handful of player stuff, and I got a total uh, bet here. Uh, the number's at 45. Uh, I think that Texans team, you, you've seen it, likes to sort of play open on the offensive side of the ball. I think we've seen the Chargers defense not be as good as I think we people thought. You take Bosa out of that, I think they'll be a little worse, and I think the Chargers will be able to put points uh, pretty well on this Houston Texans team. So uh, what do you make of this uh, Chargers-Texans game? You know, I kind of wish that this Chargers team was healthy because uh, to start the season off, they look pretty exciting to watch. Uh, and they've slowed down a little bit with the injuries to Allen and now Herbert. Uh, but, you know, I, I had one bet that I put on this game, and I did it pretty early in the week. Uh, and I think the sportsbook might have thought there was a chance he would play. It looks like I'm going to get my bet back because I had a Keenan Allen anytime touchdown. It looks like that will be paying off. Uh, but uh, overall, though, I, I think that this is going to be a good test for this Houston team. I know that they've been kind of up and down, uh, but we've mentioned the fact that they've been pretty uh, aggressive in their play. And if they can do it against this Charger team, I, I know I, I still like the Chargers to cover the spread, but I think that there's a good shot that Houston can can cover this on backdoor, uh, especially, uh, you know, late in that game. If they can just manage expectations, you know, this is a pretty good Charger team, regardless of injuries, and they're going to come at you pretty hard. But we saw what Jacksonville was able to do with them last week. So if they can manage things correctly, you know, implement the run and uh, maybe get some deep pass out to Cook then they have a pretty good shot to at least cover the spread. Yeah, so uh, that, that's where I was. I, I, I just, I'm not going to trust the Chargers team right now, uh, you know, certainly as a favorite and not as a favorite over like three points, uh, no matter who they're playing. Uh, so I, I'm going total over 45 for 125. And then uh, I'll tell you, switch that uh, Keenan Allen touchdown to Mike Williams touchdown plus 115 right now. Uh, no. You know, Mike's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Now, uh, some of that probably has to do a little bit with, uh, you know, Justin Herbert being hurt, but I, I think he grabs one. And then the other one I, I'm looking at here is I got a lot of Damian Pierce. I, I thought last week the Texans sort of finally handed over the uh, sort of running back duties to Damian Pierce. He looked pretty good in this one. I think the Chargers run defense, uh, you saw it uh, versus the Jaguars where both Robinson and ATN uh, sort of carved them up uh, a little bit. So I got Pierce anytime touchdown plus 150 for 62.50. I got Damian Pierce over uh, 64 and a half yards at minus 120 for 125. And then uh, I I'm going to take Damian Pierce 100 plus yards at plus 410 for 62.50. So uh, uh, a couple of those. And then... Uh, 
I think Herbert will bounce back here. So I got Herbert over one and a half touchdowns at minus 140 as well for uh, 125. Well, I hope one of those is to Mike Williams because I just put my bet in. <laughs> All right. So it shifts from Keenan Allen to uh, Mike Williams. So uh, there you go. So uh, Josh Palmer probably catching two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds about right. All right, so uh, let's go to the Chicago Bears versus the New York Giants. And I, I'm going to say this is probably, other than the Rams game and the Cowboys game last week, I this is probably one of my favorite ones of the season so far. And uh, this opened at 3.5. It's down to 2.5 right now. Uh, I'm all about taking the Giants on this one. I thought they played pretty well on Monday night. Uh, the Cowboys just played a little bit better. Uh, this Bears team, I, I think we both think uh, pretty much a fraud. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not sure they're going to go into New York and be able to win a game there. Um, so I, I just like this two-and-a-half line. I'm really, really aggressive on this one. Uh, I think the Giants cover this pretty easy. So I, I got a couple different bets in this one. What do you make of the Giants-Bears game here? Listen, I'm with you, man. I, I like the Giants in this one. I'm not – as bold as you are, so I don't have a play in this. I, I think when I was looking at some prop bets, uh, I, I didn't see much value in what I thought could happen. Uh, I'm sure that you found something there, so uh, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. But um, I do want to say that, uh, you know, this Giants team, its they're hard to gauge because yeah. I do think that they're better than, than the Bears. I mean, you know that the Bears have less touchdowns, less passing touchdowns than I think it was five of the top wide receivers do yes. uh, in, on their own. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, It's crazy how bad they've been offensively. Uh, but even with all that, I, I like the Giants here. I don't think that the Bears can put up enough points if they can put any points up at all. Um, it's just the Giants give me a little bit of a pause. It, oh, yeah. It's hard to gauge them. They, they look like a good team, but then you look at the way that they finish off and who they're playing, you're like, maybe they're not that good. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to roll with you on this one and, and say the Giants uh, – cover this spread well i should probably say uh, i got a couple uh, big plays here but uh it, it's a lot of these matchups like the bears and the uh giants where you're 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 sort of looking at it and you're saying who is a good bad team and who is just a bad team and you're getting a low spread here so I'm going with the Giants are sort of a good, bad team, and the Bears are just a bad, bad team here. So, uh, you know, uh, this could also quite blow up in your face quite easily because th everybody might just be a bad, bad team, and it's, you know, it it's how the Bears have won two games. Flukiness. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. And it's not like the Giants aren't renowned for weird turnovers. So it, I, I just think the Giants probably a little better than the Bears from what I've watched with the Bears. Offensively, I just I don't know if they can score enough points. And I think the Giants have shown that while I, I don't think they're good, they're probably good enough to win a, a game like this and end up, you know, seven, eight wins on the season. So I got the Giants two and a half, 750 on that one. I moved an alternate line to minus nine and a half at plus 211, 125 on that one. And then I got a handful of Saquon Barkley stuff uh, over 80 and a half yards at minus 115, 125 on that. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 100 uh, plus yards at uh, plus 200, 125 on that. And then this one I, I thought was a little bloated. Uh, so I don't know if I'd suggest everybody go after this one. 
but I just think Saquon's going to have a big game here. Uh, his rush and receiving was over 113 uh, and a half, which seemed a little bit high. Uh, but uh, I, if I think he's going to get 100 yards, then I assume he can probably get one catch for 14 yards. So I, I went with that one as well at uh, minus 115 uh, on that one at 125. And then I, I'm going to take a couple flyers on David Sills, who's probably going to play a, a little more than people think because – they don't seem to like Kenny Galladay anymore, and we saw Sterling Shepard go out. Uh, I don't even know if Kadarius Tony still exists. <laughs> I, I'm sure there will be one game where he pops up and gets 200 yards receiving and then is never to be seen again. But, uh, you know, uh, David Sills, sort of a classic little slot receiver. Uh, so I think he gets some catches here. So anytime touchdown on David Sills is plus 260, uh, 62.50 on that and then uh his receiving yards over 26 and a half on that one and then lastly i got a defensive one uh Kayvon Tribodeau came back last week in that Dallas game sort of a tough one to break yourself into Monday night versus a, a big rival uh but uh if anyone's watched the Bears line uh I, I I think there's a chance he can uh, get off the schneid here and get a sack, and it's not even a full sack. Uh, the number was uh, .25. So oh, if he just gets, a half a sack. If he gets half a sack, and it's plus .25 at plus .340. So oh, wow. I, I thought that was really good value, uh, especially versus this Bears team. And the only sort of question mark there is if the Bears are – going to throw over 50 passes in the game uh so he might not drop back enough to get enough opportunities but i thought it was pretty good value at 0.25 uh plus 340 so 125 on uh Kayvon Tribodeau's uh sack on that one i like that one all right let's go to uh Seahawks and Lions. Uh last number i looked at was four and a half for this but I- i'm sure it's changed a little bit because uh, the Lions are down there too, uh, you know, receivers. Uh, and then they're also down DeAndre Swift. So this one was interesting. I, I think if you could still get it at four and a half, I, I might lean a little Seahawks here. I, I've been hot and cold on that. I'm Last night I was cold, so I didn't put it in my picks. So uh, what do you make a Lions Seahawks here? I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Now we finally get to see if this Lions team is uh, all St. Brown and and Swift, or if this team's actually good enough to, you know, be able to move the ball with their, with, you know, some of their secondary guys and third option guys. Uh, If they can, then I think this Lions team is going to start turning heads um, and start changing opinions as far as whether they're good or not. I still don't think that they're great, but they've been playing good football, you know, and, and you have to give them props for that. Uh, But you know, I was really torn. If if I knew for a fact that Brown, like early in the week, if I was making this pick, I probably would have taken um, the Lions with the spread uh, just because they've been playing that good football. But, you know, without Brown, without Swift, two of their biggest weapons, um, I think it's probably going to limit golf a little bit and his ability to get throw the ball, uh, ball downfield. It's probably going to shrink the field. It's not, it's not going to uh, spread out that defense. So it's probably going to close up a lot of holes for for Williams. So it might make it a little tough, uh, you know, for running game. But I still think that they can do some noise. But I, if I if I had to make a play on this game, which I don't have a play, but if I had to, I'd probably take Seattle on the points. 
Yeah, uh, that's just where I'm leaning. It'll be a good test for the Lions because, you know, they really blew that game last week versus Minnesota. Uh, But, you know, you you can talk yourself into that, that you probably don't go in, uh, at at least us, looking at a a schedule and being like, at Minnesota, Lions going to win. Uh, You know, you just sort of then watch the game and are like, wow, they should have won that game. Uh, So it's... It's sort of these are the games the Lions are going to have to win if they really want a shot. It's sort of one of those last wild card spots. Uh, this Seattle team hasn't been good, uh, but I still think you know they have weapons on the outside and and both you know uh, lock it. And so they can certainly hit you. And this Lions team has shown not a ton of ability defensively. And I assume at some point we brought it up a little bit that the Seahawks are going to try to run the ball more. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that that what Pete Carroll says is his claim to fame? Good defense and running the ball? Well, I I keep assuming that's coming, and uh, I I assume I will cash in, though Penny's gotten his over in two of the three games. It's just you wonder why more carries aren't going (laughs) that way, and they're throwing the ball 40 times with Geno Smith. So I got three things in this. Uh, TJ Hockenstein, anytime touchdown. I think with the receivers gone, Swift gone. Uh, Hockenstein becomes the best target down in the oh, red zone. His for the, favorite target. Yeah, to throw to plus 155. So I thought that was pretty good anytime touchdown value. Uh, Penny hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So plus 160 anytime touchdown for Rashad Penny. And uh, over 60 and a half yards uh, rushing for Rashad Penny at minus 125. I got 125 on that one. So small uh, little player ones out of Seahawks Lions for me. I think this is the week that uh, that Penny gets into the end zone. Let's hope so. Because <laughs> uh, I'm tired of marking him as red when I go back over my uh, wins and losses. Hey, listen, I, I've taken him a few times myself, and it just says I, I believe the talent's there. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's – definitely got it i just don't think he's getting the opportunity yeah there's nothing wrong if you go look at his like averages uh, on numbers and touches and when he gets the ball he's fine it's just for some reason they haven't given him the ball i mean we talked about in our recap show they had like 24 carries for like 140 yards last week but they let gino throw 45 times and it's like okay that's a recipe for success (laughs) gino smith throwing the ball all right let's go to jags eagles uh I really didn't have much on this. I am going to play the Jags at six and a half. I probably will end up buying that up to seven because uh, I think the Eagles are the better team here. Uh, but honestly, seven just seemed like an awful lot uh, for this team. I know they've gotten off to hot starts, but and we talked about it on our recap show that it's probably not a big deal that they haven't scored, you know, two weeks in a row in the second half. Uh, But it it sort of becomes a big deal when you're trying to cover seven-point spreads. It doesn't become a big deal when it's three-point spreads. Uh, But seven-point spreads, that makes me a little nervous. This Jags team has played really, really well. Uh, So I I, I sort of – I don't love it, but I I just thought the number was a little high here uh, on this one for two teams that I don't think are separated by all that much. Now, I will say this, you know, if you had to if you had to question me or if someone came up to me and said, you know, the Eagles are the best team in the league right now, 
I would really have a hard time arguing with them simply just uh, because of the way they played and the fact that they're undefeated. Uh, but as you mentioned, I think this Jaguars team is no pushover. Yeah. I don't think they're as good as everyone's hyping them up to be, but I think that they're better than we all thought they were going to be. I think if um, we were like ranking them, I think they'd be a top seven team right now. I mean, you'd have your normal ones in there. And then, I mean, it's a lot of mishmash after, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Eagles. And after that, I, I think everybody's pretty flawed. I mean, at the, off the top of my head, I can't really tell you where I, where I think I'd put them right now if we were doing re-rankings, but I know that I would definitely have them in the top 15, yeah. um, which is, I mean, that's saying something for a team that was last in, in the league last year. So, uh, But, you know, again, this uh, six-and-a-half-point spread, um, I kind of like the, I kind of like the Jaguars, and I'll tell you why. You know, I look back at the games for the, for this Eagles team; they really haven't beaten any elite team. Yeah, they yeah. they've beaten up on a lot of the you know cu- the upper up and comers uh, like this Lions team, for example. Yes. But even this Lions team was able to move the ball against them, so their defense has been struggling. And this Jacksonville team, I think I, I don't know the exact number, but I think over the last two weeks they've outscored opponents like fifty six to ten or something like that. Um, so, yeah, they're two in point differential only to the Bills. So, uh, I, I mean, they're they're doing a really good job at, at keeping opponents from scoring and putting points up. So, um, I like the chemistry between Kirk and, and and the quarterback, and I think that it can only get better for them. Um, so, for that reason, I've only got one play uh, straight up here, uh, and that's just a prop bet. I got AJ Brown to score an anytime touchdown simply because of the amount of targets that Hurts uh, uh, gives them. But I do have Jacksonville. At plus six and a half in one of my parlays. Yeah, I got him in a couple uh, money line parlays. You'll, uh, Jacksonville, because I, I just thought the value was there. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to win, but you know, regular season week four, I just at, at like I think it was at two forty when I saw it. I'm like, that just seems like pretty good value for a team that's outscored. I, I mean, they've given up like. 13 points the last two weeks and scored 40 in like both games. So, uh, you know, uh, give me 240. I'll take it. Uh, so I have Jacksonville six and a half. I'll probably just pull it up to that seven if it doesn't go there. Uh, so 250 on that one. Uh, I had no bets on this next game. Uh, I had no clue what to do with it. Uh, Jets and Steelers. I, oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I was dreading this game. I think Zach Wilson is going to be a go. But I don't quite know what that means. Uh, I I just didn't want to touch any player props on the Steelers side of things. I didn't really want to touch any player props on the uh, you know Jets side of things, and I didn't want to take anything on the spread or the total because uh, this game could be played in the 60s or it could be played in the tens for all I know. Uh, I think I have a couple Jets like money line parlays and maybe like some alternate line parlay just because. There might be a little value in the Jets here uh, just because I don't really know if the Steelers are actually better than the Jets. I think they're both just bad teams here. But what did you come up with in this one? Because I don't think there's a lot you can do with it. <laughs> no, there's not. You know, And I even went and I looked at the player touchdown prop bets, and I'm trying to find value. But then again, it's like uh, there, there's a few uh, you know players on there who, who are giving you good plus numbers, but – I mean, are they even going to get the ball? And and this is, you know, no slight in any of these teams. But, you know, even if, even if Wilson does go today, we haven't seen him play this season. Yeah. Uh, and, and we haven't seen him with it, this with this new core group of guys that they've added on there. Uh, so we don't know what to expect from him. 
first week back from injury also. We don't know how he's going to look. Um, and then you switch it over to Pittsburgh. I mean, they've looked okay, uh, but, you know, the the Watt injury made a much bigger impact than I thought. I mean, I know he's a huge part of their defense, but I thought they could get through it last week without him, and they just weren't able to do it. And um, they struggled on defense, and, and offensively, they're just not quite there yet. I, I So I really have no play for this game, but I will say – this is one of those games that I'll probably watch again in the condensed version. Um, I probably won't spend too much time watching it, but I do want to see how both these teams look, and especially if Wilson comes back. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what I'm just most curious to see. See how this team functions with Wilson and, and maybe down the line take advantage of that. But uh, first game back, I, I didn't even want to touch it when he's not even uh, – they say he's a go, but then I, I don't want the rug pulled out. And we got Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky at Pittsburgh – Wow. Going down. Uh, that, you know? That's a marquee matchup right there. That'll put some, some butts in seats. And, you know, even like uh, the Steelers' run defense was poor last week versus Cleveland, uh, but the Jets cycled through, you know, three or four different backs. So it, it really makes it hard to like pin something down for like a player prop there uh, that you want to take because you just don't know. And then, you know, same thing on the receiver side of things. They got a couple different receivers. You don't know which one Zach's really going to throw to. So it was sort of just, all right, move on to the next one. See what this one has to offer. This one I do got a big play on this next one. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, uh, a one-point dog in this one, so I really like this Falcons team. I watched them again in that Seattle game. I thought that would be a tricky game. They went up there, and their offense is legit sort of – it's just good. It's weirdly good. They got Mariota, who can sort of run pass. They have Cordell Patterson, who – has turned into Gale Sayers for some reason, uh, you know. And then they got Pitts finally involved last week, mixed that with a, another really good Drake London game. They just have a good offense, and uh, their run defense has been pretty solid. So I, I think if their run defense holds up here versus Cleveland, uh, getting a point and a half, I really, really like Atlanta in this game, uh, even though, you know, they are coming back from having two West Coast games. But uh, I, I just like... Falcons here getting a point. So I got 750 on the Atlanta Falcons plus one. This is another one of those games I was talking about with the Giants where you're sort of trying to sort through good, bad teams here. And I think Atlanta's probably the better good, bad team here. You know, I, I was looking at this game and I thought I, I was leaning more towards Cleveland. And, and simply because I, I feel with – that type of rushing attack, that offensive line does a really good job at run blocking. Um, and they got two-headed uh, beasts with uh, Hunt and, uh, uh, and Chubb. So I'm drawing Chubb, Nick Chubb. I was going to say Bush for some reason. <laughs> I had Reggie Bush in my head. <laughs> no, no, not Reggie Bush. I had, For some reason, I had like Nick Bush in my head. And, and I knew that it wasn't right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stumble on this before I say the wrong thing. Uh, but... I think that they could slow the game down enough to where they could probably keep Atlanta's offense, which has been pretty surprisingly good. Um, they can keep them off the field a little bit. But even then, I feel like Atlanta's offense is good enough to where maybe they won't be able to slow them down. So I couldn't come up with a good play, but I do have one here. Um, I've got um, 
a prop bet for receiving and rushing yards combined over 64 and a half for Kareem Hunt. I was really looking for that Cordero Patterson, but I didn't think it had enough value. Uh, this Hunt one is at minus 115, and we've seen him basically be the dual threat uh, running back for that team. They they run the ball so heavily with Chubb that even Hunt's getting a lot of a lot of work. We go back to a team like Seattle where we talked about Penny not getting enough work. You know, if he was on this team, he'd get more than his fair share because they love running the ball, and that's what they should be doing right now, especially with the quarterback they have. Yeah. Uh, with the Falcons plus one, I got two player props. I got Pitts, uh, touchdown plus 175, and then I got Mariota, touchdown plus 175 as well, 62.50 on both those. So a uh, couple touchdown props with my uh, really my big one, Falcons plus 1750 on that one. Uh, next one. Uh, I really didn't know how to handicap this one either. Uh, the only thing I could say, I've gone back to my punts on the uh, total prop on this one. So uh, Titans-Colts, uh, Colts three and a half. I really sort of leaned uh, Titans here, especially with that number three and a half. But honestly, I, I just don't quite know what to make of these two teams. I wouldn't trust the Colts as a favorite, but I don't quite know if I trust the titans yet to go on the road and win a game so uh the only thing i really looked at here was punts over eight and a half uh so i got punts over eight and a half for 125 yeah i'll tell you which one i have i have only got one profit for this game i was leaning towards the cold side a little bit because they they looked a lot better last week uh but it, you know the first couple of weeks there's something to be said about the way they played and who they played against um, and this Tennessee team, same thing. I think both of these teams are at about the same level right now. Um, you could you could tell by the spread, but you could you could tell me either one of these teams would win, and I and I could totally buy it. Uh, so the only play I've got for this game is since Pittman came back, he started getting some good targets from Ryan. Uh, I got Pittman anytime TD at plus one fifty five. I thought that uh, for a game with division rivals, that's probably a must win game for both of them. Um, I think he's got a pretty good shot getting in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, I, punch is all I got. So uh, <laughs> I, I can't offer much more than that. I, I probably have better analysis after I watch this. I, I do think this is sort of a throw your kitchen sink in this game because I, I think the winner at least gives himself a shot. Uh, I, I think the loser of this one just sort of falls by the wayside here. So. I, I look for both teams to really sort of try to win this game and sort of cast the other one aside. I know that's a little crazy four weeks in, but, you know, I think the Jags is clearly uh, the best team out of these three. Uh, and you're already opening with a loss here, so you one of these teams is going to go to one and three. And I just think that's sort of going to be tough to overcome uh, for sure. So... Let's go to the next one, and this one, I I almost put it in, and, and I might talk myself into taking this team. Don't do I, it. I haven't Don't do it. <laughs> done it yet. Uh, Commanders at Dallas. Dallas is three-and-a-half-point favorites. I very much want to take the Commanders here, but uh, I, I— You've been on them the last, last week, too, weren't you? Well, yeah, because they were getting seven. <laughs> Uh, I, I think this is more just a play against the Cowboys. I, I, I won a lot of money on them on Monday. I just, I, I don't know if it's just because 
the news is going on and on about Cooper Rush, and I'm just, you know, I'm like, yes, he's played solid football, but it's not exactly like the Cowboys are running, you know, a sophisticated Kansas City Chiefs offense here. They're basically running a high school offense where they hand the ball off, make short throws, and occasionally do a play action deep to CD Lamp. It's not exactly rocket science, and then let their defense take over and try to win them the game. So when I, you know, it's Cooper Rush, he's 3-0. and Well, we're... Maybe he should be starting the full time, and it just—I'm <laughs> like, all right, let's I love, settle I love down. People the like guy that. was on the free agent market looking for a practice squad here, so maybe that's filtered in my head. Uh, maybe just the Cowboys winning two in a row, and still not thinking they're all that great. Now, granted. If you watch that Washington Commanders film versus the uh, Eagles, uh, there, there's no question this team is not that great. So that's probably what's kept it off uh, for now. But uh, what do you make of Cowboys Commanders three and a half? So, you know, I, I guess I, I'm i a product of, uh, of our sports media nowadays. And, I, you know, you hear all the hype about Cooper Rush. And, you know, yeah, it's definitely a feel-good story. But the truth of the, of the matter is – this is a backup quarterback, and yes, he's proven himself to be at least a legit backup quarterback. Yeah, he can stick around for 15 years and beat Chase Daniel and make $50 million in your career. It's an okay life. Yeah, but the problem is that I, I don't think we can expect a performance that he like the performance that he's been putting up week in and week out. Yeah. I, I don't think you can expect it from him. And at some point he's going to have uh, that, that moment of adversity, that moment where he throws a pick that he just can't, or, or he can't get that game winning drive, or he makes a mistake or puts his team behind the eight ball. There's it's going to come up and we still haven't seen how he handles it. We still haven't seen how this Cooper rush led Cowboys team will handle it. Um, I, I still think they're better with Prescott. Uh, yes. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, and yes, he's playing well. Cooper Rush is playing well, but he's not a starting quarterback. And and maybe at one day he will be, but I, at this point in his career, he's not. Um, so I ended up chickening out, uh, and and then I almost thought about the Commanders. But then I remember what they did last week. So um, <laughs> I don't have a play in this game. Of the Commanders from last week, if you want to bet on them this week, you know I don't have a I don't have a play in this game, uh, but. Um, I will say that if if you held um, help me a, a knife point or gunpoint, I don't want to be too graphic, um, and I had to take one, I'd probably lean more the Cowboys, but I, I don't have a play here. Uh, real quick before we move on from here, uh, I forgot about two bets I had for the last game we talked about the Colts and the Titans. Um, I Pots. do have two more bets. Um, I have. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I have. Well, you're gonna like this one. Well, the second one. First one is my one and a half yard touchdown thing that I talked yeah. about earlier. Um, I've got that one uh, at plus at minus one ten, and then I've got this one. This one I thought you'd like, the race to twenty points, and I took neither. <laughs> so uh, that's plus four seventy five. Uh, I thought that was pretty good value for two teams that have struggled so far this season. The only season. problem with that is both quarterbacks might be involved in screwing you over by giving points to the listen, other Listen, it probably will, you know, and, and but I, I see it coming a mile away, so I won't be too hurt about it. You might get one of those where, like, Ryan throws a pick on the, like, 20, and then Tannehill throws a pick six on, like, the five. Yeah, that wouldn't be too good for me. All right, uh... 
I, I had a couple in the commanders game here uh probably to avoid taking the commanders i just took a lot of props that would involve would have to happen if the commanders were to win and then if they lost i might still hit one or two uh so i got mclaurin and dotson uh anytime touchdown plus 190 for uh mclaurin uh dotson's 260 uh 6250 on those two wentz over one and a half touchdowns uh, that's passing touchdowns, uh, plus 170, 125 on that one. Uh, Dotson receiving yards over 32.5, minus 115. And uh, McLaurin, 100-plus uh, receiving yards, plus 630. So I got 125 on that one. And then sort of cover all that and make sure I don't lose any money. Uh, the Micah Parsons sack prop was at 0.25 minus Ooh. 190. I have 500 on that. So the 250 should balance out everything else. Because uh, if you did watch that tape last week, uh, Carson Wentz got sacked like 400 times. So <laughs> I, I think Parsons is okay to get half a sack this week. So I, I just use that to cover it. Yeah, and if you watch any Cowboys defensive film, you'll see that uh, Parsons, he's pretty good. Yeah. All right, uh, Bills-Ravens. Um, weirdly enough, I'm not on the Bills this week, though I, I wasn't really on them uh, real aggressive last week either. I did my sort of quarters bets, and I split those. So uh, Bills-Ravens, uh, three and a half, three. It's been going back and forth between those. How do you see this game? Did you play anything here or is just just I, I think the Bills are uh, the better team and have a better chance of running away with this from what you know I've I've sort of seen, especially from Baltimore's defense. But I just didn't want to be real aggressive on this one, especially with the Bills going back to back games on the road, Miami, then Baltimore. Uh, where do you see this one? You know, I, I definitely had that thought myself, but to me, the Bills, regardless of the record, regardless of who they lost to, I, I still think that they're the best team right now in the league, just talent-wise, yeah. up and down, both offense, defense, special teams. Um, and I think that last week is going to make them really hungry. They're going to come out this game, and I think they're going to be really aggressive. Um, now, they're going up against a pretty formidable Ravens team, but this Ravens team, defensively, there's a lot of question marks there. Yeah. They haven't been really good defensively. And you're talking about a Bills team that on offense can just hit, hit so many different ways. Um, so then I look at this Ravens offense, which is pretty good too, but this Bills defense is actually good. And, and that's probably where the difference sits for me. I know that it's coming off of a loss and, you know, you're one of the biggest really good teams over the last few weeks, but this Bills team, man, they, they're just, I, I even, I know they lost last week, but I don't, I didn't expect them to, and, and I'm not going to expect them to lose this week either. I've got a couple of Bills bets here. Um, I'll read them off to you real quick. Um, the first one, my my new favorite thing, the over one and a half uh, yard touchdown for shortest touchdown of the game. Uh, but I also have the Bills at minus three in one of my parlays. Uh, and then I have a one game parlay. I've got uh, Stefan Diggs to score anytime. And uh, the Bills over 17 and a half points scored in the game. And that gives you plus 115 odds. I thought that, I mean, for over 17 and a half for a Bills team, and Stefan Diggs, one of the most targeted receivers in the league, uh, plus 115, I thought was pretty good value. Yeah, I have a fun little uh, same-game parlay uh, with the Bills in it uh, I'll give towards the end. Uh, I did my punts prop, but this time, not over, 
under, under. So I have punts under six and a half in Buffalo, Baltimore, uh, mostly because Buffalo never punts the ball. Uh, they didn't even really punt it last week. If you go look at the drive chart, uh, they just kept failing in the red zone, and then the kicker missed uh, a couple kicks. Well, I think they've punted two times this season yes. or something like that. That's correct. That's crazy. So uh, I, I think six and a half. It was a little better than the uh, over, which was at 52. And if anybody's been paying attention to the NFL this season, basically unders hit in every game. So I, I wasn't about to be aggressive on the uh, over uh, 52 uh, when unders have been hitting like crazy. So I, I just went under six and a half punts, uh, Buffalo, Baltimore in this one. All right, I got another big one in this next game, and this falls in sort of the same line of bad team versus good bad team. And I think the good bad team is getting a pretty beneficial uh, line here. So, and a beneficial line, and it's moved. It opened two and a half Carolina. Last night, Carolina was at plus one. Uh, I don't know what people have been watching with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, but nothing I have seen has said this team is going to go on the road to the East Coast and win a game. Uh, so I, I'm all over Carolina Panthers. This is another one I got 750 on, Carolina plus the one. And I have no clue why the spread has moved three points one way or the other. I just think Carolina's uh, the better team here. They were in both those first two games that they lost they played a really good game last week got the win so I, i'm back on the carolina uh train here at plus one <laughs> sorry um yeah you know i've got, i had a couple picks in this game and uh, i was trying to get my sports book to cooperate here but it's acting uh it's acting funny with me but i think i remember what it was now i'm on the opposite side of you okay i know that i definitely haven't seen anything from this cardinals team to lead me to believe that they're going to win this game and that's where, in my opinion, the trap lies. Uh, I, I think that this Carolina team is susceptible. You know, we we heard about uh, McCaffrey being in the injury report this last week. He's a little banged up. Um, Baker kind of been doing a little too much, more than he should be doing. Uh, but they're starting to get a report. And, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why the line was what it was. But I think, I, I don't know why, I have this weird feeling that Murray's going to come out and – He's going to keep uh, that Carolina offense off the field. Um, he's going to keep drives alive with his legs. And, and if that's the case, then I think they can manage to squeak one out here. Uh, I'm not super confident about it, but something something in my head said, roll with the Cardinals this week. So I think I have the Cardinals at what is plus one and a, one and a half, I think it's what the line is at. It was plus one uh, Carolina for me. So, uh Okay, so minus week. one. So it might be uh, minus one to you now. Okay. Uh, it probably depends when you got it because, like I said, it opened two and a half Carolina, and people have been putting money on the uh, Cardinals there. I, I got a ton of stuff in this one. I, I mentioned Carolina plus the one, 750 on that one. I, I You know, if you watch the Arizona Cardinals defense, uh, they were – I know they didn't give up a passing touchdown, but basically every receiver the uh, Rams had was – wide open all over the field so uh i i know baker hasn't been great but i think anderson and moore can get open in this game so i have both anderson and moore anytime touchdown plus 155 plus 165 for those two uh baker mayfield over one and a half touchdowns 
at plus 155. Uh, I have DJ Moore over 50 and a half uh, receiving yards at minus 115. Uh, 100 plus receiving yards for DJ Moore is plus 630. I, I really like that. If you don't want to bet on this game, I think there's a really good chance DJ Moore goes over 100 in this game. And at plus 630, that's really, really good value. Uh, the Cardinals just can't cover anyone. So I'm sure DJ's probably going to hit one. Uh, Anderson over 37 and a half. And Anderson was uh, 80 uh, plus uh, yards, was plus 640. So I, I think for sure one of those guys is going to hit a big one because basically the Cardinals give up a long pass every game. Uh, so uh, I, I think you're good there. And then I have uh, McCaffrey rush receiving over 96 and a half. I put 500 on that because I think he'll go off on that one too. So I got a lot uh, on this uh, Carolina team just based on I don't think Arizona can play any defense here. So I'm big on Carolina this week. I hope I hope you're wrong for my sake because, like I said, uh, I, I definitely see the logic there. It makes a lot of sense, but it feels like a trap to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Broncos and the Raiders. I wasn't touching this game uh, spread-wise uh, for anything in the world because, uh, one, the Broncos don't ever score, and the Raiders randomly score in – I don't know, one half and then don't score for another half. So I wasn't touching this. I got a couple player props in this one, but uh, what did you make of this game? Did, was there any way to handicap it with any sort of science here? I don't think there is. I'm sure there is somewhere. I'm sure there's some stat nerd somewhere where they could break it down to you, but not, not the average guy here. So uh, I'd be honest with you, I, this seems like an ugly game to me. Uh, I do have a couple of bets here. Uh, this this Raider team has been really disappointing. Now, I've said a few times, and, and hopefully it works out at the end of the year, uh, but I thought that the Raiders could be third or fourth in this division, and it wasn't for a lack of talent because they've got a lot of talent. It's more uh, the upper echelon, the management, uh, the, the head coach. Not a big fan of the head coach. Uh, with all that being said, I still can't get my sports book to log in here, so I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Uh, I believe I have um, in the I have the Raiders minus three and a half in one of my parlays. Okay, that was just I was trying to get some value, so I had to take a spread there. But I also uh, looked at Devontae Adams anytime touchdown, no value there for me. Um, I know they've been targeting him a lot, and he definitely has a good shot to get in. But I don't think the value was there. I believe what I ended up taking was Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown. And I think it was at plus 125, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I got two player ones in this one. I got Derek Carr over one and a half touchdowns, minus 130. Uh, they don't seem to ever want to run the ball, uh, you know, despite the running back being pretty solid. Uh, so I, I think Derek sort of. Uh, finds a good rhythm in this one, at least at home. So I thought over one and a half, pretty solid 130. And then Sutton, uh, over 66 and a half. Uh, the Raiders' defense is really, really poor in the secondary. So, you know, uh, Russell get his 200 yards uh, unspectacularly. So I, I think Sutton goes over his number at 66 and a half here. Uh, nothing else really in this game. Uh, this next one uh, basically is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you talk yourself into taking the Pats, even at this big number. Uh, but I wasn't touching the uh, pack at nine and a half. I took an alternate line in it, uh, I will say, uh, just because 
if there's going to be something happen in this game, it's probably Packers blowout. So 20 and a half was plus 315. But I mean, this one just hard to handicap because I don't know what the Patriots are going to do offensively, but they're probably solid enough defensively. And I am assuming the Packers are going to come out with a pretty conservative game plan, just try to get up and run those two running backs. So it, it was sort of hard to go either way on this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know that every week we do our rankings uh, for spreads for the week. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I, I I really didn't know where to put it. It definitely wasn't one of my favorites, but nine and a half points is a lot of points. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about it going up against the Bill Belichick defense. So that part scares me a little bit. So I wasn't going to touch the Packers, that's for sure. And I, I, I thought about taking the Patriots, and but – you know, they, their there's quarterback's a, banged up. Yeah, there's a real chance they get shut out. And that's yeah. why you, you don't I mean, want to be part of whatever not, their not, point spread is. Not to mention the fact that even when healthy, they haven't yeah. been good so far. Uh, so I just, I, I'm probably a no play for this game. Uh, I, I don't even know how you could even get prop bets out of this, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm probably a no play. Uh, more of a wait and see if um, Bill Belichick can scheme up something to uh, slow down the opposing offense. That's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, I, I told you about the alternate line, 20 and a half. That's, you know, if, if they do get shut out and it's, you know, 24 nothing, 27 nothing, get a little freebie three to one there. Uh, and then I got a couple touchdown props. Lazard was plus 165, uh, which I thought was a uh, pretty good value considering uh, when they've been down around the, you know, uh, goal line, they've been sort of slotting him in that slot spot or just uh, off into a, like a tight end spot and just having his big body catch touchdowns. Uh, Romeo Dobbs looks like the one who's been the rookie who's going to, sort of get the most love his touchdown prop was plus 180 and then i had aaron jones over 57 and a half rushing yards and 100 plus for aaron jones like if the pack do get up big like they did in that bears game they're gonna pound it they're just gonna pound aaron aaron jones and he went over 100 in that one he probably could go under it in this one so over 100 for aaron jones was plus 550 so i thought there was pretty good value there hey what did you get lazard at uh plus 165 uh, well, I I just realized that I have him also in one of my bets, but uh, to anytime touchdown. But I got him at plus one twenty five. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, that would be why we shop around two different books. Uh, I think one sixty five was on DraftKings. So but see, if, if if I did that, then I would I would have been forced to put all my uh, my picks into digital form. Which uh, I was too lazy to do, so I stuck with the one uh, sports book. Yeah, so shop around your touchdown props because <laughs> they are vastly different on like all of them uh because you just heard it he has 125 i have 165 so oh, that's a that's a big difference all right uh, yeah any others in this one that you uh had no i i do like your aaron jones one i, I again uh my sports book didn't have that one <laughs> uh it was a tad bit higher i think when i looked at it it was the 74.5 yeah uh, and, and I, there's a good shot but i just thought that no, uh, it was a little too risky is bad 57 and a half is good <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's go to kansas city tampa bay uh i really want to take kansas city in this one getting a point here but i, I wasn't real aggressive on it uh a, well, Evans is coming back for sure. Godwin and Jones uh, are sort of questionable and 
quite honestly, I I wouldn't even count on him if they come back. Uh, certainly not Julio Jones. Uh, so maybe the Bucks offense gets a little bit going, but I, I'm not sold yet. I want to see it. So I put a little on Kansas City plus one just because I'm not going to trust Tampa to score points till I see him uh, starting to score points. So I have Kansas City plus one, 250. But I didn't love, love it uh, just because they're on the road. Yeah, and listen, I, I, I'm right there with you. I don't know how to really look at this game. Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is probably the better team, but that Tampa defense has been playing stellar defense. Um, and because that offense has been pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been able to do anything on offense, and it's really just uh, – Three touchdowns, uh, three games. That's Yeah, and, and it's, but I mean, realistically, it's due to the fact they had suspensions, injuries, uh, new guys. Uh, it's, just, it's, a, it's a whole cluster of things there. Um, but I do think that this Kansas City offense has the ability, especially the way they played so far in the season, where you don't know who's going to get the, the targets that week. You, obviously, you know Kelsey's going to get his targets. But other than that, you don't know yeah. if it's Schuster. You don't know if it's one of the running backs. You really don't know. They do a really good job of mixing things up. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are, are doing a stellar job with that with the weapons they have on that offense. And I think that could be the, the, different, uh, the difference in this game, their ability to spread the ball around to different weapons. So for that reason, that's the only bet I've got for this game. Um, I took Kansas City minus one. Yeah, that's. I got Kansas City uh, two fifty on that one. The other one I had uh, Mike Evans two plus touchdowns. Uh, you know, it, it's a little hard to take Tampa Bay with two plus touchdowns uh, when they've only scored one touchdown a game. <laughs> that's but what I was going to say. Is this for the season or <laughs> what are we talking about? But I figure if Evans is the only one that really comes back healthy for the Bucks, and you know uh, they get down on that goal line. Tom's probably going to throw to Mike Evans, so there's a solid chance that there. It's not great odds either. You know, it's seven to one, which uh, you know, it, it's okay. But uh, when you consider they're scoring one touchdown a game, and you're asking one receiver to score two, uh, it gets a little mixy. But I thought there was at least a shot there uh, because he might be the only thing to throw to. Uh, so. Did you say? Did you say it's seven to one for yeah. two uh, for multiple touchdowns? Yeah, seven to one for yeah. two touchdowns. That's crazy, man. You know, uh, uh, was it two weeks ago? I think um, uh, Wifey was uh, trying to put a profit on Cooper Cup, and she had him going for multiple touchdowns. And I said, "There's no like, you know how hard it is to get multiple touchdowns." And she's like, "Well, he did it last week." I'm like, "Yeah, you know how hard it is to get multiple touchdowns back to back weeks." Yeah, and, and, and I, so I talked her out of it, and of course he scored two touchdowns that game too. Yeah, okay. but uh, I think his odds were better. I mean, this Cooper Cup we're talking yeah. about, and I think the odds were slightly better on his. Well, I, I think they're probably factoring the same thing I am that there might only be <laughs> one person to throw the ball to. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was great. I just said there was a shot. So uh, seven to one, uh, sixty-two fifty on that one. That's really all I got for Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Anything on you that you had really aggressive? No, I mean, I got the one pick, Kansas City minus one, and that's pretty much it. All right, let's move to Monday night. Rams, Niners. Uh, Niners, two and a half points favorites here. And uh, I'm just going to basically follow the trend uh, that the 49ers have been doing for four years plus. Uh, play a terrible Three, three, three. <laughs> three years. Uh, but play a terrible game versus Denver and look like crap and then probably kick the crap out of the Rams and everybody is back on your bandwagon. So I got Niners minus two for 500 just because this is sort of pretty much how it plays out. Uh, 
this whole time with the Shanahan McVay uh, coaching side of things. And I just feel a a sort of a little bit of a lazy game for the Rams here, Uh, probably basically because they're watching all these teams play in the NFC and just laughing that no one is any good. So they can probably cruise uh, the rest of the way. But the Niners seem to win these type of games after looking completely awful in that Denver game. So I, I like the Niners minus two at home here for 500. What do you like in this one? Hey, listen, I normally don't like to pick my own team, uh, especially for bets, because if you lose, you got that double whammy where you lost money and now you got to sever to your team uh, losing a game. Uh, but I've got a couple bets on the Rams here. Um, for some reason, I've got two of the same bets. This goes to show this is why you don't make uh, you know bets in the middle of the night. I've got two different money line bets on the Rams of different valleys for some reason. Um, I just thought that as far as Valley goes, you know, they were getting, they were getting one point um, at minus 110, or you could take a money line at plus 105. I mean, it's a pretty much no brainer at that point. If it's just a one point spread, I'm taking the money line. Um, I, I think that they can pull it off. And uh, I, I forgot, I had some other ones here that I just can't locate right now, but I, I do like um, Allen Robinson uh, to to get in this game a little bit because uh, they're really going to be focused on Cooper Cup, who uh, basically killed them last um, last time during the playoffs when they met. Um, the Niners have won six uh, straight uh, regular season games against the Rams, and and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if we get a seventh straight here. But I think that the Rams are really hungry for this one. Um, I think that they know that this season isn't going to go as well as last season did for them, but I think they're really looking forward to it. I think Aaron Donald and the rest of the gang are looking at this game and they've got it circled. Uh, I think they really want to go after San Francisco. And based off what we saw from Jimmy G last week, uh, something's off there. So uh, I'm going to take the the Rams here. And um, Tyler Higby to score a touchdown possibly is a a pretty good one too. Uh, I got a couple player ones. Uh, The automatic Debo Samuel touchdown plus 130. Uh, The man breaks a 40-yard touchdown, whether run or pass, versus the Rams uh, every game he plays. So I got plus 130. Don't remind me. Plus 130, 250. Now, I was mad they didn't have rush receiving uh, combined yards. I couldn't find that one uh, when I I tried to find it. But uh, Debo. Shop around. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Debo touchdown plus 130, 250 on that one. Uh, Matthew Stafford interception. That was one they didn't juice. It was only minus 130. Uh, he also throws an interception pretty much every week, no matter what. Don't don't forget, that was my pick for uh, interception leader at the end of the year. Wow. I'm voting to have Jameis uh, return once he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matthew Stafford interception minus 130. I got 250 on that one. And then uh, Nick Bosa sack over uh, 0.25. Uh, this Rams line still a little shaky. I, I look for Bosa to get off, uh, certainly uh, with an inexperienced tackle over there. Uh, 0.25 minus 155 for 125 for me on this one. So uh, anything else in that Rams-Niners uh, game for you? Listen, I'm sure I'm going to stock up on profit since I already went ahead and uh, jinxed myself by, by making a bet on my team. I'm probably just going to go all in and just take a bunch of profits after the show. All right. I got a handful of parlays, not as many as I usually have. Uh, we'll start off with a same-game parlay. Uh, Falcons, uh, we got... Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Uh, Pitts over 55 and a half. London over 53 and a half. Uh, that's a two-leg parlay for plus 237. Uh, we got a 
Two-leg parlay for rushing yards. Uh, Josh Allen, rush yards over 41.5. Baker Mayfield, rush yards over 11.5. I, I really think Allen's... I, I would probably just do that one straight uh, because I think Allen's one of those weirdly competitive guys. He he has the all shucks uh, sort of look about him, but I, I think he probably will try to show up Lamar here, and this might be one <laughs> of the games where he uh, tucks it, even though he probably shouldn't. Uh, so I, I think that over 41 and a half, but uh, the problem was I couldn't really find another good rushing uh, quarterback to par it with. So uh, I just sort of took Baker because I thought 11 and a half was low. And that Arizona team, uh, they let Stafford run for like nine last week. Yes. So <laughs> I figure Baker can slip yeah, he's out. He's not of the a... most mobile quarterbacks out there. So <laughs> I, I figure he could slip out of a sack and get me 12 uh, here. So. Allen over 41 and a half, Mayfield over 11 and a half, plus 264. But you're probably better off uh, just taking the uh, Josh Allen over uh, 41 and a half there. Three-leg parlay, uh, passing yards. Herbert over 267 and a half, Mariota over 216, and Baker Mayfield over 203. That's 553 on that one. So I think that one's pretty good. I, I really like the lowness on Baker at 203 and a half. Uh, I, I think he can hit that one. Uh, he's been in and around about 215 to 190 uh, in all three games. You mix in that Cardinals sort of poor defense, I, I think he gets that one. Mariota's probably the one that I, I'm least aggressive on on that 216 and 50. That's sort of right around where he's been. He's been in about the 200 to 220 range uh, every game here. Uh, next one, I got my money line parlays, and uh, I got Seahawks, Commanders, uh, in my uh, first one here, uh, that's 524 uh, for the money line parlay of Seahawks Commanders. Uh, Titans Jags at plus 728 in that one, and then Saints Jets at plus 524. So, and then we decided to combine them all into a 16 underdog money line parlay. And maybe the world hits a nice little spinning axis, and I hit this, but Seahawks, Commanders, Titans, Jags, Saints, Jets, all to win, plus 321.69. So that's, Jeez. that's almost 322 to one. So a $10 bet there will get you about $3,200 if you're looking for a ride. Now, do I think a underdog money line parlay of six teams will hit? Probably not, but it's the NFL. Stranger things have happened. Um, then an alternate line uh, parlay. I talked about this. Jets at minus 2.5. Falcons at minus 2.5, plus 481. Uh, I thought that was pretty good value on that one. And then uh, another alternate line parlay. Niners at 6.5. Chiefs at 6.5, plus 678. And uh, this it one is what I call cover all your parlays so you don't lose money. Uh, this one is one I, I really, really like. And Everybody should probably make this one. Giants-Packers. You do a money line parlay of Giants-Packers, it's even money at plus 110. So I think that's pretty good value there. Giants-Packers plus 110. I got 500 on that one. And then I talked about my Bills. Same game parlay. Diggs, Davis, Allen, touchdown. Anytime, all three, 
plus uh, ten thousand or a thousand on that one. So ten thousand. I was gonna say, wow, I'm yeah, jumping on this. If it's ten thousand, definitely take that one. Plus a thousand. So ten to one on that one. Diggs, Davis, Allen, all anytime touchdown, uh, same game parlay. So that that's what I got. A uh, little light in the parlays, more heavy in the uh, just individual straight bets. Anything uh, left for you that you want to tell us about? No, I mean, I had two parlays here that, that I pretty much mentioned already earlier in the show, um, but um, sportsbook acting up, so probably a good thing that I talked about them earlier now. All right. Be sure to like and subscribe and check out all our shows. Get in on the college football action. Uh, you probably won't be able to get in on all the college football action by the time this loads up, but you might be able to get into some of the night games, maybe the afternoon games. Uh, but be sure to watch, like, subscribe. We'll be back with our NFL recap show and our college football show next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll probably be back in the studio to do that one. That's our show, and we're out.